light at the end of the tunnel. And that is such a good feeling because, Terry, I think the hard thing is when you're in the middle of a storm, you don't know when it's going to end. Yeah. And, and sometimes there are tornadoes that drop out of nowhere. Sometimes there are hurricanes to which you, you see it coming and you can plan for it maybe a little bit, but you don't know how long it's gonna last. And even with those physical storms, it's the same with the ones we go through, isn't it? We just don't know sometimes. We don't know sometimes if we brought it on ourselves or not, but the storm is the storm, isn't it? It's always a disruption. Live your life with purpose, change someone's life for the better, and leave a lasting impact on those around you. Welcome to Finish Strong, the podcast designed to help you discover your unique purpose and develop a plan to leave a powerful legacy. Dan, Brian, and Terry are ready, so let's get started. Are you going through a storm in your life? Have you been through storms and you didn't think they would ever end? Hey, if that applies to you, then this episode of Finish Strong is going to be uh, very enlightening and engaging because what you need to know is We all go through storms, but you don't have to go through them alone. My name is Dan Wheeler, along with Brian Rowland and Terry Steen. We are Fearless Faith Ministries, and we do this uh, weekly podcast called Finish Strong. And sometimes in life, we go through a storm at any age. You know, we're in our 60s, and uh, you think someday when you retire, everything's going to be easy and the storms are going to stop. They don't stop, do they, guys? They don't stop. Terry? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they don't stop, Dan. It's, it's, it's amazing that every time you think that you're, you're ahead of the game, um, you're not. Um, it's like you're, you're in two strikes already, you know? And, and it, it doesn't stop because we put ourselves in those situations is really uh, what happens. Well, that's and, a good um, point. Some storms are self-inflicted. Yeah, that's true. There's such a variety of them. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. gives us a chance to, to reflect where we're supposed to be at and what's going on in our lives. Yeah. Relationship storms, financial storms, family, work, personal. We've all been through some of them are real tiny. You know, they're like quick monsoons down here in Florida. You have, and then it yep. stops and the sun comes out. Others go on for weeks <laughs> and maybe months and maybe longer. Like a winter in North Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've uh, been going through a storm myself lately. The whole move down here, it seems like nothing's gone right. It's been very difficult uh, from the whole closing process to leaving my home of 26 years then getting down here and having some mold issues in the rental house and not really being thrilled with the area the house in. And, And then my daughter was having all kinds of problems, coughing. And so now we've put a down payment on a new place and I have light at the end of the tunnel. And that is such a good feeling because... Terry, I think the hard thing is when you're in the middle of a storm, you don't know when it's going to end. Yeah. And, and sometimes there are tornadoes that drop out of nowhere. Sometimes there are hurricanes to which you you see it coming and you can plan for it maybe a little bit, but you don't know how long it's going to last. And even with those physical storms, it's the same with the ones we go through, isn't it? We just don't know sometimes. We don't know sometimes if we brought it on ourselves or not, but the storm is the storm, isn't it? It's always a disruption. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Brian, I know you've been through some storms and I remember you were going through a storm physically with some heart issues a few years back and, and stress. Can you tell us Mm -hmm. a little bit about that? Yeah. And it's uh, persons of our age seem to get this more often now. And I, I was trying to study and find out why it's more prevalent now than it ever seemed like it was before, but haven't found that out yet. But it's AFib. I had 
AFib attack where your heart starts fluttering. And um, yeah, there was a pretty scary time when it actually felt like it was flopping. <laughs> and so I, I was rushed to the hospital twice with that. And uh, But we have it under control. Cardiologist says my heart is strong. I just did a stress test and came through a flying color. So it's just something that you live with. It's there and there's ways you control it. Uh, and I'm uh, working towards doing that. But yeah, there was, that was, it, it felt major at the time, but now that I look at it, it's, it's, it's very much minor um, because I'm on the right medication and uh, I'm, I'm under healthcare. And, and I know the Lord uh, put me in these positions, especially with my doctors. It's interesting how I've had two different cardiologists, but they know where my faith lies. And, um, and they don't uh, disrespect me at all for it. They mm -hmm. actually look forward to hearing when I come back in, how I'm doing and, and where my faith is. It's just great. I know there had to be a lot of fear involved, though, the, in the early days when that the, first the started. The very first time, yeah. I mean, I, you don't know what's going on because I had a heart attack many years ago, and, um, which I was going to talk about a little later. But uh, it's, uh, it is. It's, it's fearful because you, know, you only have one heart. You have two lungs, you have two kidneys, you only have one yeah. heart, mm -hmm. and that controls everything, you know, and, and one brain. So it was. It, it could be very scary, and the very first one was very scary. And so you say you learn how to live with it, you learn what you need to be taking for it, and then how to address it when it attacks. Did you guys know that, did you notice my self-control there when Brian said one brain, and I did, I said nothing. Yeah, you know, the word half came to mind. Yeah, that, that's exactly not, where I, I was I going. wasn't sure. No, that was for me, though. Terry, you've been through storms. Is there one that stands yeah. out? Yeah, you know, we all have them in different areas of life, but I reflect back on the uh, ministry position I had, and the storms were so up and down over the years and I think I've talked about it a little bit, but there was financial issues to where there were layoffs, frequent layoffs, like every other year. I was in a management position, and I had to end up laying people off with frequency. And then I personally was dodging layoffs until finally it got me. And, you know, there were times where my integrity was questioned to the point of having to take a lie detector test and... And, and during all that time, my wife and I were in disagreement as to whether I should stay or not. And the days just became very long, very frustrating. You didn't know when it would end. But at the same time, I felt in my heart I was supposed to be there. So sometimes you go through the storm, but God has it intended for you to go through the storm. And there's so much that we can gain and learn through those storms. We're going to dive into that, why we go through storms. I remember, well, it's been over six years since my wife passed. So nine years ago, we started on that long cancer journey. You know, you wake up one day, you find out your wife has stage four cancer. They did a long surgery and you get the call from the doctor. I got what I could. However, you know, the cancer was a lot more uh, aggressive than we thought it spread mm -hmm. further and then that was a long storm and uh and then recently with this one it's a little bit of a different kind but storms cause stress and um sometimes you gotta back up and you wonder why do we face storms and and terry i remember when we started talking about this podcast you said well sometimes they're self-inflicted and that has certainly been the case with some of my storms mm -hmm. we bring them on ourselves yeah yeah, that's so true. And whether we like it or not, we're human. 
and God knows they're going to come. When you talk about that, that testing, I'm reminded of the first chapter of James in that second through the fourth verse where it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, whenever you face the storms, James is telling us to consider it pure joy because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And the perseverance is like being steadfast or a continued effort to achieve something. And then the perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing, and complete's the same as perfect. So it's a journey. We're all on the journey of maturity and perfection, and these tests and storms are part of it. Sorry to say. <laughs> and Brian, you know, Jesus didn't promise us we wouldn't have storms. He said in John 16, 33, in the world, you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. I think, you know, there are some people who kind of preach a kind of a prosperity theology or they say, everything's mm -hmm. going to be great if you just, you know, have enough faith and you're going to be overcome and everything. And, and things aren't always great, are they? No, storms come in our lives. And I think one thing we have to realize is that God doesn't put the storms in our lives, so to speak. I think he allows them. He allows it to happen. And he allows that because we have put ourselves in situations to be in these storms. And that's how we grow. Because when we're at the point where we can say, only say, Lord, we need you. We need help. That's when we learn. And that's when we're totally dependent on him is what he wants us to do in our lives anyways. But we get away from that. We all think we could do it ourselves. And we start getting that, that mindset that I'll take care of this. And you get a little deeper and it's like, well, I can take care of this. You get a little deeper. Well, I can take care of this. And all of a sudden, I can't take care of this anymore. Mm -hmm. But the Bible does say, too, it doesn't promise us life without, without storms, Nat. But it does uh, promise us that the presence of God is there for anyone who believes. And mm -hmm. you can rely on him and use his big shoulders. You can turn it over to him, and he will carry you through the storm. Yeah. Terry, why do you think we face storms? Is there a lesson to learn? Is, is it a test? Uh, so many lessons, in my opinion. And, and one of them is what, uh, what Brian just said, where we rely on him. If you look at Philippians, uh, that last chapter— uh, Paul's saying, I've learned the secret. There's a secret to it. I've learned the secret hmm. of being content in and in every situation. And it's a mindset. We have to learn contentment as part of the prior. We have to learn to be content in every situation. And he goes on to say, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. And that's the key. It's what Brian said. We get our strength from the Lord. So these things that we go through, the secret to it is to be content knowing that God gives us the strength to get to it, mm -hmm. get through it. And we just take one day at a time. From a very practical mm. standpoint, it's one day at a time, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah. Boy, I, I tell you that um, the storm can rage. And there are times you just wonder uh, what's going on. But I, I think I've been learning that even though the storm's raging around me, it shouldn't rage within me. Mm -hmm. I should be yeah, able to that's find good. that peace in the midst of the storm that Jesus promises. You know, Dan, you said when you were going through this too, I mean, we Terry and I both talked to you daily and we were praying over you and with you and for you on our own. And 
But the one time when you said to me, you said, you know, I was out there going, Lord, I'm at my wit's end here. And he says, and God said, you think I'd bring you this far? <laughs> I mm. can't handle this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's the aha he moment did, that yeah. he wants you to, in that position and at that right. time. I felt him impressed that on me. Dan, do you really think I can't work this out? Yep. Do you think this is too big? And that's, that's good, Brian, because I think it's important where our focus is. Mm-hmm. During the storm. Where should our focus be, guys, when we're going through a storm? You know, for, for me, it, it does come down to having the right mindset. And sometimes we have to look at the long term. We have to look at the big picture. And I'm reminded of 1 Peter 4.13. It says, rejoice that you participate in the sufferings of Christ. And mm-hmm. the, these sufferings are part of our storm. He tells us to rejoice so that you may be overjoyed when his glory's revealed. Hmm. All of these storms that we're going through, based on how we respond, based on how our attitude is, based on our mindset, has eternal consequences. He, we will be overjoyed in eternity hmm. for how we handled the storm today. Hmm. And, and we lose sight of that sometimes. The eternal benefit to the way we deal with the storms we're going through. And, you know, T, I, th- I think, too, that we go through storms and God allows us to go through them because it, it gro- helps us grow to what he has planned for us next. We don't know what he has planned for us. But when we seek him, he, he reveals it to us. But he's not going to put us in that position until we're ready. And some of these storms we go through, we have to face so we can be ready. And yeah. Being ready, too, is depending on him for everything. That's good. That's, it's a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you work out and you try to strengthen a muscle, you have to work that muscle. You actually have to tear it down and right. rebuild. And there's strength out of that. I've uh, heard problem. that. I've heard about that. Yeah. We, yeah. we haven't seen yeah. it with you yet, Dan. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, Terry, you know those bells? Are the, the yeah. Hand those grips? Bells. You have to put the, the weights on it, not oh, just oh, the, oh. the grips. And, and then do they you become, pick them up? Then they become dumbbells. Yeah. And you oh, pick okay. them up with more weight. Yeah. You don't look at them. Yeah. Oh, okay. But uh, Proverbs 24 10, Proverbs 24 10 says, If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. So that's telling us that adversity sometimes can strengthen us. But we talked about our focus. Um, you know, sometimes I, I find myself wondering how I should be praying when I'm in a storm. You know, you pray, Lord, help to work out the situation. Please get me through this. But sometimes maybe it's like, Lord, what am I supposed to learn? What is the lesson? I know I've been learning a lot of self-control through mm-hmm. the storms that rage. Because sometimes you just want to say, I quit. I want to take my ball and go home. I'm out of here. You know? Yeah. But that's yeah. not always the answer that, right. or that's not what we're supposed to learn. Well, you know, my, I remember when my mom would go into the hospital. And that's always a storm when you're going in because you don't know what they're going to cut you open or what they're going to do to you. True. But she'd always say, okay, I got to find out why God wants me here. And so she was. that's the way she approached going through storms. God has me in this position for a reason. And I learned from that. And I, whenever I have to go through a storm, I'm going, okay, God, what are you trying to show me? What do I need to learn? Where am I at? Why am I here? Yeah, I, I, I think of that too. It's, it all, it's, it's almost sounds like a cop-out. But we have to pray God's will be done. Right. And then we have to really believe that when we pray it. That, that's it, T. It's, you know, we, we can say it all we want, but God wants to see us 
He wants action. Yeah. He wants to see what are we are we living? Are we you know are we walking walking the talk? It's, it's and a lot of people will say it, but when it comes to, down to rubber hits the road, it's like oh no 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 no. You know, I didn't mean I that. Ask. Yeah. But you, you can't do that. And and that's and these are t- times like I was saying that God. He is wanting to see us perform and see us grow before he leads us to the next thing he wants us Mm -hmm. to do. I think the Lord taught us how to pray in the midst of a storm because he was in a storm in the Garden of Gethsemane when he knew what was coming. And they said the the pressure was so intense, he actually sweat drops of blood. Yeah. And But he prayed, you know, Father, if possible, may this cup Mm -hmm. pass from me, but not my will, thine be done. Jesus was submitting to the Father and yeah. saying, okay, uh, for whatever reason, yeah. this is in your hands. You know, we're going to get through it and your will be done. And you also, know what's even tougher about that is Jesus knew ahead of time exactly what he was going to face. When we go through our storms, for the most part, we don't know the extent mm-hmm. of them, we don't know how severe. He knew exactly what he was going to go through. I can't imagine. Yeah. Hmm. I look at Psalms 91, 1 and 2, and I think when people are going through storms, if they can rely on this, what says, whoever dwells in the shadow of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Mm-hmm. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Yeah. And you got to keep that forefront in your mind and in your spirit going forward when you're going through a trial, when you're going through a storm. You got to put that faith and trust in your refuge in God. Yeah. And you know, another thing that happens way too often is when we're going through the storm, we run to God, we say, hey, I'll do whatever you want. We try to get close. But then when the storm goes away, the sun comes out, the clouds clear, then we're back to being our own jolly selves and we lose focus and we don't stay close to the Lord. We don't read his word. We don't go to church. We don't do the Bible study. And then we're weakening ourselves for when the next storm comes, we're not ready for it. That's right. Sounds like the Israelites. Yeah. You know, they get close to God and they need a miracle. He parts the waters and all of a sudden, where are they going? They're building a calf, yeah. a gold calf. And yeah. they're all forgiving. You know, yeah. they kept going back and forth like that. And right. that's human nature. And that yeah. happens. So I think God wants us to continue to grow through these storms. So the next time that happens, we're not going to be running back and then walking away as soon as it's out of the storm has passed. If you have trust in the Lord and you, you keep your faith strong, then the blessings can, that, that you'll receive can outweigh the trial. I read in Second uh, Corinthians, I love this passage, uh, chapter 4, verse 17, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So that's telling us to put it in perspective. No matter yeah. how long our trial is on earth, when we get to heaven, we won't even remember it, right? Because yeah. that's that's eternity. So keep your perspective, be faithful in prayer, be listening to the Lord, reading your Bible, and you know, guys, I, I've had people who reached out and helped me through storms. Really, were really blessings to me. When Beth was, you know, sick, I'd come out in my kitchen and people would just let themselves in and be putting food in my freezer and in mm. my refrigerator and. You know, not asking for anything. So I say to people, just show up and bring food if you can. <laughs> there um, you go. But it's important to be aware that others are going through storms and looking to help them, reach out to them, right? Yeah, that's how 
people will know we are Christians, right? Mm-hmm. By our love. Mm-hmm. And if we are so internally thinking, if we're not looking out, then we're going to miss it. And that's those are the great opportunities that we have to show Christ through us. But but we have to look for it. We can't just let it come to us. We can't wait and have someone come and ask us for help. We have got to be looking and being proactive. And we started in our neighborhoods. I mean, our neighbors, everybody has has uh, have an issue, have a problem during one time or another. And when we reach out to them instead of them waiting for or waiting for them to hear from them that they need help, it's what I find by moving here that I really love that in this area that really felt, Deb and I felt this when we got here, that we have a nice community of neighbors here, but we immediately, we, we talk to them, we tell them where we stand. They know where we believe and we stand, and we, they know that we're praying for them all the time and that they yeah. know there's folks that have issues and problems, but we're, and we're praying for, we said, we're praying for you on this. We'll pray with you on this if you want us to. And you know, we open that opportunity, but that's, that's, we're there for them. Like Dan said, you show up, you be there. Yeah. And, and when we go through a storm, we can look for others who are going through something similar. I mean, I, I've, I've been responding to a lot of people who are dealing with grief, mm-hmm. deep grief. And it's interesting because, you know, my brother-in-law here, I lost a sister, Mary Jane, this past, October, just a total shock. In fact, I was down here and you guys were with me and prayed for me. That was another storm. seems like lately there's been one storm after another. Yeah. But, um, but my brother-in-law, you know, I was able to, I know the stages of grief he's in. I can tell just by talking to him. I try to just check in with him and say, how are you doing? And then he'll answer and then I'll say, well, how are you really doing? Because that's something he used to say to yeah. me. So that that ability to empathize with people is so important and learn from your storms, the people that helped you, how you can help others. Yeah, and another thing, Dan, that I think we lose sight of is we let ourselves not go to talk to somebody because we don't think we know what to say. We don't right. think we have the answer. We don't have the words to comfort them. That's not your job, really. Your job is to go to them. Your job is to put an arm around them. You don't have to have the answers. That's kind of the enemy keeping Mm -hmm. you from doing what you can do because of that not feeling adequate. After after having a discussion like that with somebody, have you ever walked away saying, did I really say that? Mm. (laughs) So you think about, you know, when you're going over, like I'm going over to speak to somebody, I'm praying, Lord, you put the words in. I don't know what to say. And I'll respond how you want me to respond. And half the time, it's the Holy Spirit is on you. And when we're Christians, the Holy Spirit is living in us. <laughs> and so if the Holy Spirit comes upon us, then we're, we're being directed by God. Yep. Well, I remember when Beth was, it was right near the end. And my neighbor, Daryl, who is a wonderful Christian, loves the Lord. He just, he showed up one day and knocked on my door. And I went to the door and he said, boy, I, I don't want to interrupt, but I, I feel like God's been dealing with me all night and I need to share a word with Beth. So I let him into the kitchen. I said, let me go check with her. And she said, well, sure he can come in, but let me give me time to clean up and everything. Well, he waited like almost, I think 40 minutes in my kitchen when I finally took him into her and, and Daryl is a, he's a helicopter mechanic and the guy's super smart and can figure out anything, but I wouldn't say he's eloquent. Well, he walked in and he turned into Billy Graham. It was the most Mm. powerful message. He talked about the woman who had an issue of blood and if she could just touch Jesus. He didn't know Beth's issue was with her blood, with her platelets. 
And it, it just got to me how right on it was and from the Lord. And he said, Jesus is here in the room, Beth. And if you get scared, just reach out and touch him. Just touch the hem of his garment. And Brian and I saw her raise her hands. Many times her eyes would be closed. And she couldn't even lift her hands. Her hands were so swollen, mm. she couldn't even lift them off the bed. But those hands would go straight up. So, boy, when you're in tune with God, like you said, Brian, you say, wow, I said that. <laughs> he, he will give you the words. And we need to be faithful. Like Terry said, just show up. Right. Well, we're into our final minute. So, you know, we go through storms for a reason. There's always a reason. We need to look for the reason. And then we need to use what we learn to reach out. Does that pretty much summarize up, guys, what we need to think about with storms? That's it. Mm -hmm. Have the right mindset. Look long term. Look toward eternity. And trust God that he's taking you through for a reason. Yeah, I think people need to remember Romans 5.1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hmm. And we could do that anytime yeah. we're running through a storm. Wow. Terry, would you close out by praying for someone that maybe is listening that is just going through a, a real rugged storm and they're struggling right now? Yes, Father, we come to you right now, Lord. You know we all face storms, God. And if there's someone listening right now that's in the middle of a storm that they do not feel they can handle, Lord, whether it's personal or relational or financial or their family, health, whatever it is, God, we ask that you would wrap your arms around them right now. Let them sense your presence, Father. May they know that you are there with them in the midst of the storm, Father. And then allow their mindset, Father, to realize that you have all this under control, God, Help them to look long-term. Help them to look toward eternity, God. Help them to look toward what this is doing in their life, Lord, how it's strengthening and building them and maturing them and helping them persevere, Lord, helping them mature to perfection, God. Help them to see as you see, Father. Give them comfort. Give them peace. Yes. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we hope that helped you. Thank you for listening. And we really hope you'll join us for the next episode of Finish Strong. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Finish Strong. For more information about Finish Strong and Fearless Faith, check out their website, ffaith.org. Make sure that you rate and review this podcast to help more people accomplish their God-given purpose so that together we can finish strong.